Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 161, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or hitting us on the replay in podcast form on Anchor FM or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen or listened to the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, news, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. Uh, this is a family-friendly show in both language and content. However, do be aware that we are uh, drinking alcohol on the show. If you are drinking along with us, you're more than welcome to let us know in the chat, and we will give some early show shout-outs as we go along. All Super Chats are read on the air, so long as they meet our family-friendly criteria. And if you want to join the Super Secret Chat and the even more Super Secret After Show, think about joining the Patreon or the Float Plane. Links are down in the video description. It'll get you onto the Discord server and get you both of them. Welcome to the show. You did that like in two breaths. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. Uh, it's weird, but I've been practicing that intro because I was <laughs> tired of like stumbling over it. And it's gotten to the point where I can throw other words into it as well. Yeah. Um, I think I've talked about this once before. A lot of people accuse me of scripting all of my videos. Um, I did script all of my videos at one point, but... The way I shoot a video is I'll say the same line nine times until it sounds right and I have the right cadence and, then, and the yeah, right inflections and, yeah. and, and whatnot, and that's my cut. Uh, it's not that I've scripted it. It's just I've said it the same, you know, I've said the same words nine times in a row. Yeah. Trying to find the one that I want to to, to fit what I'm trying to say. Yeah, sometimes so, the the flow of just doing it, you actually get better dialogue than having to sit there and think and type it all out and in your head. And then change it once it. you're on camera anyway. Yeah, exactly. So right. might as well just like, oh, it's a free flowing and your movement and aneurysms and pitch and everything. My aneurysms. <laughs> Maneurisms. Do you know something I don't? <laughs> my head. Oh my god, my head. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean that you are a YouTuber, so the frustration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but everything's always more uh, flowy and relaxed uh, yes. once you get used to that. Right, and you know, after 159 of or 160 of these, and then another 150 or so video uploads. Gosh, no, I think I'm actually close to 200 now i think total upload i have 325 videos Jeez. which is live show and uh and standalone episode combined um you'd think i'd start to get a flow to this down but <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you're drinking alcohol so i was like it's <laughs> a reason why i can get all the words out i know sometimes <laughs> Well, things that have we ever gone back and looked at like old episodes and we're like, wow, yeah. we were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How this show ever got off the ground. I have no idea. I don't know why people even watched this back then. Yeah. It was like any of us, especially like uh, I think it was like the first time all of us were on camera at once. That was awful. That was horrible. We were just yapping over everyone. It was like a pack of dogs just trying to, who's the loudest? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we treated that show as if we were just sitting around drinking beer with each other. And Which, in that case, yeah, <laughs> whoever's loudest gets to win. <laughs> uh, holy crap. Uh, Cyberpunk is actually out. Uh, yeah, I actually played it for 90 minutes already. So... Uh, that's going to come at the end of the show. We're going to talk a little bit about it. So, uh, John has not had the opportunity to play it. I have, so you'll get 
I guess that perspective on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it has been actually a very, very long day. I am in dire need slash want of a drink. John, what are you drinking? I uh, picked out a uh, great notion today, actually. Oh. I have a great notion, uh, pink lemonade. Nice. So a tart ale with Meyer lemons and strawberry. Mm. So. Cool, cool. Well, let me step away real quick, and I'm going to grab mine. Okay. Is it going to be like a big bourbon barrel-aged? Uh, you'd think I'd remember to minimize this little mini window. Gosh, I hate that Zoom does that in full screen. Anyway, it's all yours. All right. Jeff will probably end up complaining that there's still a little left. Ooh. I don't really smell like strawberry in this pink lemonade, even though pink lemonade doesn't have strawberries. Mm. Ooh. But yeah, you got strawberry in the flavor. Tart. It is like strawberry lemonade beer. Only your can is in focus, John. <laughs> That's all they want. Oh, they just look at my cans. Right, right. Speaking of family show and demonetization. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have two. Okay, okay. Look at, look at his cans then. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I've got... I actually have four beers to choose from tonight. Um, I'll probably only get to two of them, but uh, I wanted to kind of float these out here and see what people wanted me to open. And one of them is going to depend on whether or not people want me to make you cry. Okay. Um, so we'll start with, I got the uh, the full sale, Wreck the Halls. Okay, that's, that's fine. Which is, yeah, it's, it's good. Fine. Um, I've got a Sierra Nevada Celebration, which is their fresh hop winter ale. It's yeah. pretty darn good. Um, I do have a Narwhal 2020 with me. I which... also have one. Yep. So uh, this is my second six pack of the year, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I snagged a second one the other week. Um... Oh, you bastard. <laughs> you are a horrible, horrible man. I know I am. <laughs> that is a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> Uh, it's already coming in. Make John cry. <laughs> I um, hate you. They had one on the shelf. One. Was it, it Westside? It, it was Westside. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, they, they got one case of it in, and I got yep. one of 12 bottles. So, yep. Yep. I hate you so much. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Bourbon County Stout, uh, we've talked about it a number of times. It's an annual stout released by Goose Island. Um they, uh, the Bourbon County series is their experimental series, their barrel aged stuff. They're very, very high end. Their standard stout is about 13 or 14 bucks usually for a bottle. Um, then they have their specialty ones, which run between 25 and 30. Um, and those are like the, the super experimental high end flavors kind of thing. Yeah. The, the, the weird offs. Right. This year is going to be weird because they significantly reduced their distribution of of the uh, Bourbon County Stouts. Um, Hugely. Right. There are places near us that we could literally buy it year round because people would get it in by the pallet. They'd get a pallet of this beer, maybe even yeah. two of them. Um, this year, those same people are getting a 12 pack. Yep. That's, that's, that's exactly right. right. I yeah. mean, it, we, and I'm not exaggerating a, that. No, a 12 we, pack. Yeah. Uh, like our local Safeway, 
mm-hmm. had Bourbon County right. just in their shelves. Right. Which, you know, um, yeah, like last year, the year before, they had it for almost six months at my local bottle shop. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I, I can find Bourbon County well into August, usually at my local place. And then by November, it's back out on the shelves, you know? Yeah. Cause it's so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Skull says he will, if I will. So I think that I seals the both. deal. No, I think that's, I think no, we have to, no, I think no. we have to, um, I'm going to let this warm up just slightly. So I'm going to have a, a different one first. Uh, cause this is like, 34 as it comes out of my fridge. Um, now I'm like, what am I going to open next to piss you off? <laughs> I'm going to go like, there was, I was like, I'm going to save that beer for Jeff. Nope. I don't yep. think so. Nope. Screw that. Screw, that. <laughs> screw him. Screw him. Nope. I'm going to drink this all Star Trek themed and everything. <laughs> Too bad. Yep. Uh, so skull. Yes, let's, let's do it. But uh, let's wait about 40 minutes. Um, so uh, I think I'm going to have the uh, the Wreck the Halls double IPA. So it's from Full Sail Brewing, um, 8.5%. This is one of their seasonal releases. Uh, Hood River, that one Oregon. does sound good, though. Yeah. That one, I, I, did want, I wanted to pick that one up and just didn't. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Breaking everything? Yeah, my wife just broke a glass. <laughs> oh jeez, that's not. I was being sarcastic. Well, you know, if there weren't so many glasses and bowls in your bar sink, yeah, maybe it wouldn't have. Broken. This is not group time. <laughs> I have three bowls and five, no, and six cups here. You want to come on camera and say it? <laughs> Love you. Jeff's just gonna be washing dishes as he's like, hey, all right, and the RTX 60. 60. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my producer, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So here is the full sale Wreck the Halls double IPA, eight and a half percent. It's uh actually a very dark IPA. I know. I was almost gonna say, is it a red IPA? It it's not quite red, like color-wise, it's not quite there. Um it's got a head that just won't quit, though. I mean, that's that's like you poured it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I couldn't even get the full pint in this pint glass. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the M1 MacBook Pro? I will be doing a full video review of that. Uh, I'm wanting to spend some time with it uh, and uh, and actually do a full in-depth review. And for that, I'm going to take a little bit of time with it. So you'll get a full review from my perspective. Soon TM. Uh, Big Big Spoon, $4.99. I miss Hop's video pairings before each episode. I wish we could dr- all drink the same thing. Um, honestly, I miss drinking beers with my friends every Wednesday. That's the whole reason I started this show, was yes, literally to, to drink beer, beer with my I friends. Mean, drink with your friends, yeah. Yeah, what John said. Um, because... Otherwise, when would I hang out with them and and have a chance to open a beer? Like maybe once a month, I'd see one of them. And it's like, if I could make all of them come over to my house once a week and we could just (laughs) drink, sweet. Uh, And so that's what it started as. And I miss the, we're drinking the same thing. And so we can talk to each other about what the flavor profile is and. Oh, oh, 
Keep, don't worry. I still have all of the specialty stuff saved. And I got all I, your pickle I, crap waiting in my I, fridge. I, I, I have been saving it and building it. So mm-hmm. don't don't you worry. Once it's safe to go over there. <laughs> oh yeah. This just in COVID extended through 2021. <laughs> That's just gonna make them even more seasoned. They're aged yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna seller them. Uh vaccine actually turns people into zombies. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, let's see. Anyone else put anything on chat of what they're drinking? I didn't see that. That's right. I uh let's see. Bundy's got a uh, Anderson Valley bourbon barrel stout. Uh, let's see. Skull's going to be drinking his, uh, his bourbon barrel aged, uh, Goose Island, Bourbon County Reserve. Um, uh, Kill Die is having a McMinniman's Ruby Ale. Novella Hub's got an Urban Growler, Urban Growler Brewing, uh, Tangled Tinsel Ale, or Tinsale, Amber Ale, 6, 6.8%. Man, could I butcher that name even more if I tried? <laughs> Uh, we got uh, <laughs> Emil Davis is having Cigar City's Florida Man double IPA 8.5 percent. That sounds good. Nice. Uh, and uh, Armis Armis is drinking tea called Thanks. Cannabis Magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got uh. Budden, Budney 76, uh, Anderson Valley Bourbon Barrel Stout. I, I already said that one. Oh, did you? Yep. Well, that's, so that's I'm paying attention. Yep, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Let Iron wants to know, how's the Narwhal? Um, have you had the 2020 yet? The I have narwhal? not. I just okay. bought it. Okay. Um, to me, the, the Narwhal has usually been a fairly smooth stout. Um, this one feels like it needs time more than anything else. Um it's probably one of the harsher ones that I've had, um, where it's got a real bite, especially at the back end of it. Um, I mean, it's still a, what is that? Nine or 10%. Yeah. I thought it was like yeah. 10, 10, two, 10, Um, I mean, it's, it's boozy, but usually for the special reserve stouts, you're used to getting a lot of ABV with not a lot of that bite. And this yeah, one still has sweetness to it and, and to hide the bite right Th- this one it's sweet but it needs more time it is kind of my best assessment of it so. and yet you're already on your second case <laughs> it's still good i didn't say it wasn't good i just said it needed more time and i drank all <laughs> six like, of those one, bottles one, so. one day later uh, let's check the time now okay still nope. not ready <laughs> not ready i need another day Okay. It's been a week, guys. I don't get this. Well, here's the deal. Um, I wanted to make sure, number one, it wasn't like food that I was pairing it with or something that was weird. And I also wanted a couple for aging. And I accidentally, I actually ended up just blowing through the six pack. And so it's like, well, I need to buy another six pack now so I can actually age a couple of them. And now I have four more I can drink. <laughs> See? Ah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was my theory. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, get this show on the road. Um, we'll start with actually some good news for the PC component market. Yeah. I know there hasn't been a lot of that lately because pretty much everything's been sold out, unavailable, or 
priced so high through the roof, you might as well just not build anything at all. Uh, much like the video that I did on the finally available Intel i3-10100F, uh, for $85, four cores, eight threads, boosting to 4.3 gigahertz. If you haven't seen the video, go watch that video. Uh, but it's a pretty solid chip and probably the fastest single-threaded performance we've ever seen at that price point. Um, as I said in the video, it comes within spitting distance of a Ryzen 3600 for 85 bucks. And yeah. so if you're looking for like a, a bargain basement gaming chip, oh heck yes, that all day long. Um, Intel just actually dropped, uh, the price of another chip though. And this time around, it is the i5-10400, uh, not the F version, just the standard 10400, which is a six core, 12 threaded processor to 159 bucks. Yeah. And this one, you can also, uh, turbo to four, three. Yeah. Yeah. This one has very, very similar boost clocks to, uh, to the i3, uh, 10100F and uh, should get you about the same performance, but have, you know, two more cores, four more threads to go along with it. Um, this would actually compete very well with a Ryzen 5 3600. The problem, or the reason it didn't was, I think originally this was priced at, what was it, 239, 229? Yeah, I was, I was gonna say it's 220 and 219, I saw it. It was between 30 and $60 more than a 3600 was. Um, and you weren't getting really any more performance for that extra money, especially when the Ryzen uh, 3600 bottomed out at, you know, 160 bucks brand new. So, but this is actually, this is a pretty good deal at 160 bucks uh, for, you know, a 10th gen Intel chip. Uh, there's still a lot of the same issues that I mentioned in my review of the, the 10100F. Uh, you still need a Z470 motherboard or an H470 motherboard so you can, or excuse me, Z490, H470, uh, so you can overclock the RAM high enough to actually get some decent performance out of it. Otherwise, you're going to be locked at 2666. Uh, there is no overclocking on the chip at all. Uh, if Intel wants to play spoiler in the bargain area, um, they're going to need to start oh, yeah, unlocking things, is is my uh, my full opinion. So... Uh, yeah, I paid 85 for the 1600 AF. That's the other one that's been just, uh, an incredible deal. Uh, it didn't last very long and we didn't think it would because those were actually, uh, Ryzen 5 2600 chips that didn't quite meet the bin requirements. And so they sold them as 1600 AFs. And so they weren't a 1600, but they weren't a 2600 either. Yeah. But at 85 bucks, there's still six cores, 12 threads that'll turbo to, you know, 3.9 on its own. And they were pretty incredible chips. Um, I actually ended up selling mine because I have a 1700, a 2600, a 3600. It's like, I, I have enough six core chips. I'm, I'm good. But uh, Well, you can only do so much with six core chips and, chips and especially for what you're trying to do. I mean, right. how many videos are you going to do? Like, let's check out what this six core chip can do. Right. The, you know? <laughs> yeah, the, the problem with not getting sampled all the new CPUs is... I don't have $500 to go blow on a single chip for a single video. And so a lot of what I, what my ball game has been is if I either I have a use for it so I can go buy it and then I can use it or I buy a $200 chip knowing I'm not going to make the money back on that purchase. But now I have it in case I need to do a video later on. And maybe yeah. I can do a review of the CPU and a build with it and, and a thought experiment later. And maybe that makes that revenue back. Um, but it's not like I can go out and... I actually did consider buying a uh, 
10980XE for a, for $900 because they've fallen to about 900 bucks, which is Intel's 18 core for the uh, X299 platform. Um, I'm still interested in one, but I'm, I'm not willing to pay $900 for one. Uh, you know, especially yep. when it's been the same chip for, you know, how many generations? The 7980XE was the same chip. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, and for 900 bucks, you could, if stuff came available, mm -hmm. you probably want to spend that 900 bucks somewhere else. There's other content that I can do for 900 bucks. Yeah. Um, especially lately, because again, I can't get a lot of the brand new stuff. Now, that being said, I do have a, I, I do have one of these sitting on my desk right now. But, mm. uh. But I I don't have, you know, a 3090, a 3080, a 3070, a 3060 Ti, a 6800, a 6800XT, a 6900XT. I don't have everything. And <laughs> and I also feel doing nothing but content on the higher end stuff right now is going to be very disingenuous to the audience because look what I get to play with and none of you can buy. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't want to be that guy. Uh, I, I understand why people are doing reviews and and the information is still valid even when you can finally buy the parts later on but my channel is not going to get clicks for doing reviews on you know stuff you can't even get right, right now a, a 3080 build my my yeah. channel will not get clicks on that unless i find out something very unique to do with the 3080 in which case nvidia is not going to like it anyway and won't sample me so <laughs> <laughs> Let's unlock SRIOV on the RTX 3080. <laughs> How hot can we get this? Well, it's hot enough to distill liquor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I've. That's why I'm not going out and, and dropping $900 on a 10980XE, even though I have kind of an interesting project that I wanted to do with it in mind. Um, that $900 can be shifted into other content, which will actually get views on my channel right now. Uh, things like some of the server content that you've seen coming at you, uh, you know, the, the couple of one new boxes that I've reviewed lately, those absolutely paid off, uh, yeah. views wise, uh, you know, interaction wise, uh, they've been great. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm trying to focus a little bit more on that until the consumer market frees up a little bit more. And hopefully it will. You know, in the next couple of months, um, if 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 stock uh, if places can be, get resupplied, um, then the used market will probably spike a bit more too, and that as, essentially opens up for an area right. that you can go and get. So right. hopefully exactly. that'll happen. But right now, the best system that you can build at retail uh, is probably an i5 10400 and a GTX 1650. Everything else is sold out. So. <laughs> Uh, at least the i5 is now on sale. Yeah, at least SSDs are still cheap. Memory <laughs> memory has been climbing back up a little bit lately, but SSDs are about as cheap as they've ever been. So at least oh, there's yeah, that. That's, that's true. I mean, uh, those are dirt cheap. You can get a 500 gig NVMe for less than 50 bucks. It's like, yeah, I holy know. crap. I, I know you can get a terabyte for uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say under 100. Yeah, so. Yeah, memory or uh, storage has been storage. as cheap as it's ever been as far as modern flash storage. Uh, unfortunately, those eight terabyte drives are still taking their time getting down into like the, the sub hundred dollar price points. Uh, so, yeah, I can't upgrade my storage quite yet. No, but still for the person who is building the system, that mm -hmm. brand new system or, or a later system or wants to upgrade that 500 gigabit uh, you know, 
<laughs> Walmart Best Buy off the shelf model, uh, right. that 90 bucks might actually help you out a lot. <laughs> oh, see the GT710. <laughs> um, I actually have a build coming up with a GTX uh, 1650. So stay tuned. Um, yeah. I uh, love my 1650 Super. 1650 Super is a great card. Uh, definitely is a great card. All right. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, we can talk about the 6900 XT. Because it came <laughs> out you... yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It did? Yep. It actually is able to purchase or it just came out? It came out. Ah. I, 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 no, I, I could add one to my cart today. I, oh, really? I had access. I... I uh, so if you go over to Roguecast, they've been uh, dropping uh, new shipments probably about uh, once a week or so, or once every okay, four or five days. I went um, there a little bit after you did, and it set out of stock. Right. Uh, they had stock for about two to two and a half hours. I mean, it wasn't like a 30-second drop. It was it was in stock. I could add it to my cart, and I could buy it. Um, I almost pulled the trigger on a 3060 Ti last week. They had an oh. MSI Ventus 3060 Ti. Um, but again, $450 to show off a card that has equal performance to my graphics card that I have already, which is a RTX 2080. Eh, where's where's the what 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 are you gonna do? And already videos have already been out. So right. what do yeah. you really It's not gonna like I'm gonna be different. first. It's not like I'm yeah. gonna have anything more to add to the story. It's just a $450 graphics card that I can do a review on that no one's gonna care about. So yeah, changed my mind. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the, uh, 6900 XT is officially on sale, uh, almost nowhere at this point, but like I said, uh, roadcast.com did have some stock on them, uh, yesterday and I was actually able to add one to my cart. Uh, I didn't check it out, but it was there. Um, anyway, uh, thousand bucks gets you the, the reference card, uh, AIB cards are trending slightly higher than that. Um, I think the nitro plus, uh, 6900 XT from Sapphire was running about a thousand fifty, a thousand seventy. Um, so a little bit of a, of a price premium on some of the AIBs. Um, but performance wise, it's definitely up there with the uh, 3090 from a lot of the reviews that I've seen. Um, it doesn't pass it in many things. And in fact, in some things, it doesn't even tie it. But I don't think that's the point of this card. I think the point of this card is to provide a boost over the uh, 6800 XT uh, and a boost over the 3080, which in most cases it does. Uh, it's not designed to be a uh, production card or a workstation card where the 3090 has aspirations of being a Titan slash quadro kind yeah. of chip. The 6900 XT is 100% gaming focused. And so anyone who tried to do any kind of professional benchmarking on it, they went, well, this is terrible. It's clocking lower than a, than a 3080. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't designed for that. Right. That's usually going to happen with AMD anyway. And I think we've talked about this on the show before as well is no one uses AMD in the in the professional space because all of the driver and software support is on Nvidia's side. And yeah. all of the driver and software support is on Nvidia's side because no one buys AMD cards for the professional workspace. And so it's a chicken and the egg kind of thing. One of them has to start making ground before the other will catch up. 
And so well, either this, they can this start. This might do it though eventually. The this... the sixty nine hundred definitely has the ability to to stretch its legs. Yeah. yeah. And and this it's not going to be this generation, but this might show the next generation, maybe the generation after that, mm-hmm. that maybe uh, big industry uh, professional, you know, editing video stuff, mm-hmm. they might the you know drivers might come out for them, and right. then I think this is AMD's. We talked about when this got announced. This is AMD's really big push, and this is the start of the graph, the GPU big push. Yes, uh, where their you know CPU was a while ago with the first uh, Ryzen. Uh, now we're on Gen three, and two gens later, it's amazing. And so this is their first gen of the really good GPUs that everyone's talking about. But Intel has their thirty series, and that's what everyone's still talking about. Right. And they're saying, hey, these, this competes, and it really does compete against that price and performance, yeah. except in the corporate world. Right. Um, yeah, make no mistake about it. AMD is back in, in the yeah. gaming landscape as far as high-end GPUs. They are competing directly with every single price point that NVIDIA has put out. Um, and in fact, price to performance, 6900 XT looks like a hell of a value sitting next to the 3090 at two-thirds of the price. Yeah. Um, the other brackets, they're pretty much equaling the performance but uh, and, and price point on both. But at the same time, everyone knew the 3090 was overpriced at $1,500 and said, realistically, you're seeing about a 10 to 15% uptick from the 3080. Maybe a thousand bucks makes a lot more sense. Well, here we have the 6900 XT at a thousand bucks, making a lot well, of sense again- price performance wise. <clears throat> Yeah, but I think the 3090 was also to bridge that gap of the game, the serious gamer and the semi-professional, mm-hmm. you know, person to where it's like, you don't need to grab that Titan. You don't need to grab that really expensive graphic cards and have two stations. Essentially, you can buy this one card that's half the price of a Titan uh, and still get really good gaming performance and really decent editing and photo performance. Yeah. Um, I'm still <clears throat> waiting for a Titan V to... Uh, drop on eBay low enough because it's kind of an obscure card. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're still $13, $1,400, but it's a 24 gig Titan card with, I think it's, it's on the Volta process. So it's not one that really had any life outside of enterprise. There was the Titan V and then there was the, uh, the, uh, Tesla V100, which was the Volta 100 based, uh, GPU for compute. Um, but as far as the gaming and workstation landscape, it's kind of an obscure card that not a lot of people look for. And yeah. I'd love to score one sometime for like five, 600 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be a bit. Cause the thing has almost like 6,000 CUDA cores, if I remember correctly. Um, me. V. Where's those specs at? There we go. Yeah, 12 nanometer process. Uh, where's your CUDA cores? CUDA cores, where are you at? Uh, 5120 shader units. Yeah, I think it's 5120. Okay. Uh, so when we were talking about the Pascal series cards, and so you've got the, uh, the GTX 1080 and 1080 Ti. Uh, GTX 1080, I think had, uh, 3820, the 
TI and the Titans both came out with somewhere around 4,100. And then the Volta process came out, which is not the same architecture, but came out with almost 5,200 CUDA cores. So yeah. uh, it was a significant uptick from, uh, from what we had known back then. Now, obviously the all new Ampere uh, cores, there's a lot more of them. I mean, there's 10,000 CUDA cores in the 3090, yeah. um, but the Titan V, might make an interesting one to put on an eBay watch list. Well, yeah, if it's if it is in that uh, four or five hundred category, then yeah, yeah. sure. Like Even I said, six... right now it's still being held up at professional prices for you know twenty four hundred. Or it, it was a three thousand dollar card. Yeah. Um, and I thought uh, it was like sixteen, eighteen hundred. Uh, no, it went when it came out at retail. No, 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 like now, now used. Uh, used. It's it's trending fifteen, maybe eighteen. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen a couple go in the twelve, thirteen hundred dollar range, but those are pretty rare. Um, yeah, I'd like to find one. If anyone has one, or if anyone sees one like tossed away and recycling stuff, uh, <laughs> give me a call, and and I will uh, give it a goodwill, <laughs> and I will give it a new home. Yeah, I know I have some recyclers watching my show, so. <laughs> This is a very solid double IPA. IPA. Really? Very solid. Malty? Um, as the color indicates? It's not as malty as you would think. Um, there's definitely a sweetness to it, but I wouldn't classify it as like your traditional malt, like malted IPA or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely a little bit sweeter, but it still has, um, there's a lot of oil in there, so you got all that all the oils all over your tongue all i can taste right now is hops okay it's kind of like, wonderful <laughs> is, it, is it like old school bittering northwest hops or is it more like the the you know like a citrusy tropical it's not citrusy uh this okay, so this, this is a west coast through and through okay yeah. all right that's he's a good one of those is really hard to find mm -hmm. and they are more and more rare uh yeah as beer industries come yep um like I said, you, you've, you've got those bittering uh, hops in there, and there's also a sweetness that just kind of carries through the main flavor. Now, once the beer is out of your mouth, all you taste is hop. Yeah, but, that, that uh, oil just coats your tongue. Exactly. Uh, but it's very well balanced. Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with this. What percentage did you say it was? Eight? Eight, five. Eight, five. Nice. Yeah. Good, decent-sized beer. Yeah. All mine's right. A, mine, mine's only like five. Five five. Five five. Five five. What are you but drinking it, domestic it is, it, on me tonight? It, it is no, it's 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 great notion. But that's the thing, it's a sour. It's a great notion sour. Yeah. So eh. It's okay. I'm like I'm I'm already kind of bored with it. Yeah. I say you <laughs> sound like, you sound like you're bored with it. I'm bored with it. It's 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 just a strawberry sour and with, with lemon. It's like yeah. oh, yeah, those are the and, notes. Yeah. Yeah, you know. There's strawberry, there's lemon, it's sour. Yeah, I've had it now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, that's pretty much it. It I, doesn't go good in the cold. <laughs> yeah. Say, say on some levels, I do appreciate beers like that, where it's a strawberry sour. Okay, and there's lemon in it. Cool. I taste all those things. Yep, you that's did what it. I was good looking job. for. That's why I bought it. A plus. Yep. Uh, but then it's like, would I come back to it? Am I craving that flavor? Is is that something I'm seeking out? Is it? Yeah. 
And if the answer is no, then it's like, I had it. It was okay. Yeah, I checked it in. <laughs> right. That's all I need now. It's on untapped. You got a yep. three, two, five. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'd, I'd give this like a three, five, three, seven, five. It's like, okay, it hits all the notes. What's funny is Great. We, uh, we've said you rate a lot more generously than I do. I do. Well, I don't give is, pity points. I get I, I don't. I, they're not pity points. They are craft points because there is hard work to get a beer to taste the way there is. that they do uh describe it as and that is a hard skill to do mm -hmm. and so even if you don't like the flavor is it there is it is it prominent it's is it a hard beer to make mm -hmm. okay so they swung for the fences and they got an inside home run they didn't get a home run but it's an inside field home run you know so you got to give them some prop they still scored so i i I give brewers a you know a quarter of a point to a, sometimes a half a point for that. Mm -hmm. So yep. <laughs> uh, and Ed's in the show. Ed's is in the he, chat. Down he, in the uh, chat. Oh, we're gonna get dinged. <laughs> gonna get dinged. Here we go. Demonetized again. <laughs> um. So in the this was funny. I I had to email Ed or. Uh, dm ed this uh i got an email from uh google yesterday morning that uh episode 160 the episode which ed was on uh has now been demonetized because it was deemed not safe for under 18. um so he is kind of scary looking so yeah i can see that now this is the first time in 160 episodes that i've had an age block on a talking heads show so in a show about me sitting down with my friends and drinking beer and talking crap, <laughs> that's the first show that's been demonetized yeah. because of an age limit. <laughs> One out of 160. Right. <laughs> that's my ratio. I, I need to make Ed a plaque. <laughs> Just a demonetized he plaque. Even, he wasn't even drinking. He was having soda, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. Cola O. Cola. Yeah. The, the off-brand cola. He says it's an NVIDIA conspiracy, I tell you. They want me silenced. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say you guys are spitting off games left and right. It was crazy. There's some really old school games. That was a fun show. That that yeah. was a fun look back on, on some of that. He he had me racking my brain going as about, about as far back as I can go. Yeah. Um, so. I know there was a couple times like, wait, 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 what are they, what are they talking about? Google this. Oh yeah. I totally remember that game. Didn't remember yeah. what it was called, but I know that cover. Yep. Yep. I think I need to make add a plaque. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, Ooh, this one, uh, this next story, this got, uh, all of the Linux fanboys with their, uh, in a, in a bunch today. Let me tell you. Um, so uh, I know I'm going to offend people no matter how I say it. So I'm just going to say CentOS or CentOS. I don't care. <laughs> I, I went CentOS. Yeah. So I think it depends on who first told you about it is how you pronounce it. Because I've heard both ways from people I respect very, very highly in the, uh, the high-end server trade. Uh, so I'm just going to say CentOS because that's how I learned it. So... CentOS. For those who don't know, uh, CentOS is uh, often praised for its stability and often used in a lot of enterprise situations because it is one of the slowest developing Linux kernels out there, or, or 
Linux distributions. Excuse me, let me make sure I have my terminology correct. Uh, CentOS has fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is often praised because it is, in some cases, a year behind development in, from a lot of your mainstream distributions, from your your Debian Fedora, from Arch, from a lot of these other other distros. Um, it's that way because it goes through multiple vetting processes to get to where it's at. And the typical development process for a full release of CentOS is they start with the Fedora kernel, the Fedora core. So Fedora gets a release of you know, version 19 or whatever using the whatever Linux kernel we're on right now. Sorry, I don't keep up with the numbers. Yeah. Um, then... IBM, who owns Red Hat, uh, develops Red Hat off that Fedora core. And they vet it down and they make sure it's rock solid stable and, and good to go and there's no driver issues and, and no memory leaks and things. And okay, we're good to go. And so you have Fedora as the starter. You It's then drilled down into Red Hat. Uh, then the community takes Red Hat and drills it down into CentOS. Um, and, and all the handlers who keep track of CentOS and, and all the changes and whatnot, they're the ones who handle all that. Well, IBM is now the owner of CentOS and is changing its distribution model. <laughs> what they are doing is they're saying, uh, that CentOS will no longer be a rebuild of Red Hat Enterprise, um, R-H-E-L. Uh, instead, CentOS is now going to be known as CentOS Stream, and it will be built concurrently alongside the Red Hat distribution. Uh, so they'll start with the Fedora core still, but it's not going to go through Red Hat vetting in Enterprise first. They're just going to start developing CentOS off the original Fedora build. Um, so it's just Red Hat. Well, Red Hat, no, Red Hat's going to get its own distribution. So they're going to develop CentOS and Red Hat side by side as separate distributions parallel to one another. Yes. Okay. I mean, okay. So, okay. So that's why they're calling it stream because it's, is it, are they saying that because they're streamlining the process, even though it's built off of Red Hat? But then they're cutting that part out, so they're still going to call it CentOS? Yeah, so they're streamlining the Fedora to CentOS pipeline, essentially. Yeah. is, is kind of their, their twist on it. Now, the reason I say it got a bunch of people's uh, in a bunch is uh, <clears throat> if you scroll down, the very first comment is, this is dumb. And if I scroll <laughs> down even further, it's, uh, oh yeah, this is dumb. The entire premise and only reason anyone uses CentOS is because it's rebuilt Red Hat. Congratulations on under, on undermining that nitwits. Plus one, 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 plus one. I can scroll down as far as you want and it goes plus one, plus one, plus one. Um, so, uh, fellow nitwit, uh, <laughs> I think everyone agrees with you. Um, however, if I can be a dissenting opinion, as I often am, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with IBM developing CentOS alongside of Red Hat Enterprise. Um, Red Hat Enterprise is also well known for its stability. Uh, <clears throat> IBM, believe it or not, is still 
we'll call it one of the most intelligent employers on the planet Earth. It's because when you graduate from high-end universities, you know, your, your UCLA's, your Stanford's, your Harvard's, your whatever, um, you go to work at like two or three different places. And one of the main destinations, if you're in the technical field, is IBM. So they hire pretty much the most overqualified people to work as engineers anywhere. Uh, Canon is, an, is another weird one. Um, but IBM, they're still up there. Um, but uh, I don't think taking away the Red Hat Enterprise build first is going to really be a detriment to CentOS as a whole. Number one, CentOS, while it was used a lot in enterprise, it was used mainly because people went, oh yeah, it's stable because it's been through two vetting processes already. Well, it wasn't that too, and it was free. And it's free, you know, and Red Hat itself is free as well, as long as you don't want to pay for uh, service, service yeah. and support, right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know that this is going to hurt CentOS all that much. I mean, it's, if they're going to just build it along with Red Hat, if they're going to build CentOS alongside with Red Hat and mm -hmm. essentially just say, look, we're going to release both. One, here's the one you got to pay for, for services and support. Here's the one that's not. Good luck. Both go out the door <clears throat> at the same time. <clears throat> I guess it's not horrible, but, you know, you kind of find that people probably did do what you're saying is because they grabbed CentOS because they may have found bugs that got skipped over. And now they're going to have to deal with it themselves. Uh, they're going to go have to dig through the forums and find whatever bugs or issues might have happened um, between that process that stepped down. So mm -hmm. um, instead of going through, venting through Red Hat and then going down. You know, being, like you said, two tiers behind. Now it's on the same platform as Red Hat. Right. But Red Hat had support. And you had a problem, you'd call, and yeah. you'd get it dealt with. Yeah. So. Uh, CentOS was used by Enterprise because the licensing was clean. That is that is a good point. Um, anyone who's ever dealt with uh, server licensing in particular knows that's a good point. Um, and... Uh, uh, Dechashi, Dechashe, Dechech, uh, points out that uh, you can't run Red Hat Enterprise without a support contract. And uh, I knew that in the back of my brain. <laughs> um, yeah, Red Hat Enterprise will not run without a, uh, uh, you have to have a license and you have to have a valid contract. It's kind of like running Cisco equipment. You have to have a support contract to go with the licensing for the hardware you already bought. Um, yeah. So... I don't know that this is, again, really going to harm the stability of Red Hat or of, of CentOS. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think the only issue might be is it just might run into a bit more bugs here or there. And people will then just be like, well, I'm just going to keep staying on the previous version and not upgrade. Uh, well, that's also a problem because that leads to security vulnerabilities if your kernel's not updated, if your packages aren't updated. Yeah, um, that's true. One of the the nice things about CentOS was it it comes as like a bare bones system, and it's stable because there's nothing running on it. 
Um, it's the Fedora version of Arch. <laughs> Let's call it that. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't know that a lot is going to change simply because Red Hat is no longer in between Fedora and the final CentOS product. Um, I could be wrong, but I've ran CentOS for a number of different enterprise servers. We've also ran just straight up Ubuntu server for a lot of enterprise servers. And you know what? Stability wise, they ran about the same. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Let's get out of here before the Arch Boys attack. Um, oh. It is on yesterday. Yesterday, uh, we <laughs> lost a dear old friend. I was going to say dear, I say, but I was going to say dear, but I can't. No. Do it. Yeah, we, we lost, uh, you know, even when your enemies perish, it's it's a sad day. You know, they, they still had their their time in history. Um, I won't say that for all enemies, but yeah. <laughs> there are some exclusions to that rule. Um, but uh, we lost a, uh, a a nemesis, especially in the IT community, um, <laughs> the, the the bane of of, uh, of IT support everywhere. Uh, the the plugin which could never be up to date enough. I am speaking, of course, of Flash Player. <laughs> Flash Player yesterday received its final update until it is officially end of life at the end of this month. That's right, Flash will no longer receive another update. And in fact, this update was a special one in memoriam of this occasion, of this uh, momentous occasion. <laughs> the update did not include any security updates, any patches, any vulnerability fixes. No, instead it said, thank you for 20 years of supporting Flash, but this will be the final update. That's literally the release notes. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I want to sit there and said skip. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't need it. It's fine. So you're saying now Flash is finally going to work. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, they they fixed the last bug. They finally <laughs> fixed the last bug. All right, I can use this now, guys. Yep. Oh, ding dong! The witch is dead. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Flash player dying is the best thing to happen to all of us on the internet. I fully agree with that, although I still do miss stick figure death theater. That was, those are some good stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you uh, early 2000s gents know what I'm talking about there. Uh, there, were some, there were some bloody ones there too. There were some really good ones there. <laughs> Didn't they try making like a whole mini series? Like, didn't I thought like Adult Swim or some YouTube channel tried making a whole series out of that, like an actual series instead of just yeah yeah. I'm just... sure someone has tried. Uh, so back in the day, back in like the early 2000s, there was a thing called Stick Figure Death Theater, SFDT.com, um, and it was kind of the way we treat YouTube for a lot of stupid videos today where it was flash animations of stick figures battling to the death. Oh, it was fantastic. And so, so, so think, much blood. So think about like Matrix and anime kind of stuff, um, like, but 2D stick figure style animation, um, <laughs> where, you know, they're just 
cutting everything up. Miss Jib Jab videos that used to run on Flash. Yeah, Jib Jab was another great one. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was awesome, and it it's a it's a bit of lore that unfortunately I can't even relive it because they don't exist anymore. Like there's no preservation for stuff like that. Yeah. The, the site, I don't know if the site still exists, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, Jabba is now the enemy we need to drive out of the kingdom. <laughs> That'll be a long time. <laughs> yes. Yes, Ed, Java is uh, the next one. Oh, let's see. You know, I, I kind of want to get to this next story, but I feel like I need to finish this beer yeah, first. Yeah, 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 yeah. You suck. That's why yeah, I'm pretty sure you saw this story and you're like, I know what to do. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Seriously, though. Although, although did, you read this, did, you, did you read the story? I have not yet. Oh, okay. So... It is actually interesting because it pertains to your bottle. Hmm. You might well, have. Tell. You, Jeff, might just have a lucky Easter egg, Goose Island. Now, during this show uh, a while ago, we talked about Goose Island's release. And every year we kind of talk about this, all the different flavors. I think this year was with seven or nine different variants. Um, but this year, there are actually three Easter eggs. I, Jeff, read between the lines. Three, uh, yeah. <laughs> three Easter, Easter eggs. eggs. That's a lot, John. <laughs> Can you parse that down to one single fact for me? <laughs> Let me see. There's the, um, but really what it is, it's really cool, is the original one is a bourbon barrel age stout. And yes. usually it's a blend of different stouts and different barrels. Well, someone actually found out because the brewers did not announce it, but it did get confirmed. There are these wild Easter eggs that are single-barreled versions of the just the plain, ordinary Goose Island Bourbonberry County Stout. Mm -hmm. And ones are single of Heaven Hills barrel-aged, Wild Turkey, or Buffalo Trace. Now, okay. the regular one is a mix of all three. Right. But the way you can tell is that you have to go to the back uh, yep. of nope. the bottle of the cereal, yep. and there's a number. And yep. if the number has two letters next to it, yep, nope. that's the barrel. So what what did you get? Uh, I got twelve fifty six. Ah, so you so. didn't no no letters. No letters. Ah, uh, you didn't get the golden ticket. Yep, no golden ticket for me. Yeah, but I and, still and, have a bottle of Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I have old one. <laughs> I can go open up an old one. I got a twenty sixteen in the fridge. Yeah, I think I got one of those. How back? How far back can you go? I can go look. <laughs> I have to go grab a beer anyway. So go ahead and pour your beer for them. No, no, no. I want I, you on I, camera no, for no, it. No, no, no. I don't want to watch. <laughs> I don't want to watch. <laughs> where's the bottom of the barrel edition? Uh, <laughs> yeah, where, where's the one that they aged in Paps Blue Ribbon barrels? Uh, that, that was really quick. They just like dumped it and just drained right <laughs> yeah. into the bottle. <laughs> they just it's ran it along. They, they, they just ran it along the planks. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's what Budweiser does, and they call it barrel aged. Right. They're yeah. like, oh, here's our Budweiser. We barrel aged it in the grain, <laughs> in the grain mash. All right. Uh, so I'll let John go grab whatever beer he's going to oh, drink. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, and I will open this. So this is, as we've stated, 
a 2020 Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. I can still hear you, John. Uh, it is a 14.6%, uh, and this is going to be kind of a rare one this year. I'm going to open this right now. I have another one of these coming, uh, and so that one I'm likely going to age for quite some time. But let's get this thing open. And Skull says he doesn't have an Easter egg bottle either. Ah, we both struck out. All right. Hey, John, I, I don't want you to miss it. Uh, I don't even want to look. There's the thumbnail. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a thumbnail. Give you a damn thumbnail. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. They're fantastic smelling. Oh, God. I don't even know if I want this now. What, what are you like, drinking? I want a stout. Well, I, I grabbed... Uh, is that a Fort George? It's a Fort George. Yeah. It's a rum barrel aged strong ale with pineapple, coconut, orange, and nutmeg. You know, that actually sounds pretty good right now. This but... was supposed to be my um, Thanksgiving beer, and I, I never opened it. Yeah. And uh, But now that, you're, that stout looks good. Now I kind of want to stout. It smells good. Yeah, you suck. Oh, the, cho right the chocolate on yeah, this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Chocolatey. All right, so real quick, I need everyone to say how much longer should I torture John? That's what I need to know right now. That's what I need to know. Because um, I haven't taken a drink of this yet. I'm just I'm just living off the smell. All right, I'll go with that. And the smell is good. Um. It's been over a year since I've had a, a, a BCS. So, all right. All right. He's back. He's back. He's back. All right. Well, it's not bourbon barrel aged or anything, but it is a But it's big a stout. Beer. Okay. What's stout? It got another great notion because I had quite a few of them. Yeah. Frosty Imperial Stout with Vanilla. Oh. So, this okay. one is. Okay. Uh, 1175. <laughs> Ed says, I wonder if the channel would explode if I had one of them PBRs. <laughs> I got a lot or if of, PBRs. One of the, I wonder if the channel would explode if one of them had a PBR. I think he's talking about us. Oh, oh. I, I, obviously, he's never seen my channel. John does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I got a PBR for Ed. <laughs> you got the whiskey? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh. That's PBR, Ed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You'll like you'll like the coffee one. That uh, the one I just did of the uh, the cold brew. So I'm sorry, I like... couldn't hear you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hope we get demonetized then. Yeah, I'm gonna make oh, this wow. this one demonetized. No, that's literally making my ears ring. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, I mean, this smell. I'm just no matter what. I'm just now jealous, and it's like, yeah, mine smells good, but I know Jeff's is better. <laughs> that's all I'm thinking right now. Because I know you, and that's amazing. <laughs> so while you were gone, I asked them how much longer I needed to torture John. <laughs> that's really good. It's not bourbon. God, I really want to. I were. Ah, that's really sweet, though. Okay, it's just not Bourbon County. I will say, 
this year's very very sweet already very very sweet i i did hear i did hear that this year's was a lot of people like the regular one a lot better than last year's regular one. yeah i i had a couple of last years and uh kind of like the narwhal there was just a little bit of bite left at the end i i think mm -hmm. a, a 2019 aged one would do very well maybe a, a year or two in a cellar yeah. um <laughs> this one good to go fresh uh 2017 how smooth that one was oh yes this is that this ah. is that um i mean it's just it's liquid it's liquid gold <laughs> um i mean good but... consistency of used motor oil <laughs> but you changed it right at three thousand. It's it's one of those <laughs> you hit it and you're like oh yeah that's 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 the good stuff right there <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, laminar yeah. flow that's what that's called um <laughs> there's no booze at all i mean you taste bourbon you taste yeah. a lot of bourbon um but it is it's almost too sweet the the chocolate especially on this is very very big oh now you're downplaying it it's like oh it's not that good yeah, there, <laughs> there's problems with it you don't even want it I didn't say that. <laughs> what I said is it's almost too sweet. Um, it's uh, the chocolate is is very, very pronounced uh, this year. Um, but it's it's still that dark chocolate, still a little bit bitter. But there's this sweetness that just drives through the whole flavor. Um, uh, Steve says he has a 2017 still aging. Yeah, I might have one of those. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's in the back somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My oldest is a 2016. I, I have a 2016. So I might have one of those. It's older than my youngest daughter, which is weird. <laughs> I think Although the I, old have, well, I have scotches that are way older than all of my kids. <laughs> I have a beer that's older than you, me. Uh, maybe not. I think it's like actually is Steve's it's age. It's pushing Steve. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I knew that. It's pushing Steve. I mean, it's not a good beer, but it's that old. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, gaming syndrome is that? Uh, is that back wall vinyl flooring? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to downplay it, but no, it's yes, it's vinyl flooring. And it's freaking great because it took me all of six hours to tile that entire wall. And it looks amazing, both in person and on camera. Yeah, it actually does look good in person. You it, uh, it it's very seamless. Yep. Um, I was actually getting frustrated earlier or yesterday because I was trying to frame up a different shot and I need to finish this other wall. Um, so the there's the back wall and then there's the brick facade behind the bar. And those both turned out amazingly well. But there's this other wall that's gray, and I always wanted to bring the wood out this way. And I think I finally decided I'm going to do that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm finally going to just knuckle down one day and just do it. Is that um, going to be a float plane video? An extra? It might be a float plane video. Patreon Hell, it might just video. be a live stream of me swearing all day. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get demonetized. I don't care if it's on float plane. So if you'd like <laughs> to see me swearing all day long, make sure to join the Patreon or the float plane. Links are down in the video description. You'll get exclusive access to this Discord server where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the ever-growing community that's over there and actually hear me swear on air. Yes. 
And it is actually a really big community. It's it's as Jeff did his spiel, but actually there's a lot of stuff on there. It's not just a selling point over a ticket. It actually is a really fun. There's almost community. 400 people over there now. Yeah, I know it is. It is. I remember in the infancy of it, of like, you know, eight people on there and it was just the eight of us chatting away and it grew so fast. Yeah. Uh, and it's still a very, very fun area. People are now able to kind of like find the rooms that they like and then, Hey, that's my area. Yep. Um, and there's enough for everyone. It's a great, great area. Yeah. Um, I try so hard to keep up with all of the chat in there and to be very active in the discord, but it's almost gotten to the point where I've even had to start picking my rooms of where I jump in and where I have conversations because I I'll wake up in the morning and there's 400 unread messages from yeah. just the EU people. <laughs> EU and Australia go crazy when I'm sleeping. Um, so yeah, it's it's gotten quite big. Uh, I'm I'm I will say I'm very very proud of the of the community. I'm very proud of the community that I built. That uh, good people would come my way and uh, and want to talk and be respectful and and everything else. We have very few problems over there. It's been amazing. It yeah. it really has. No, it, it's a fun it's a fun community and. Uh, even even when there are disputes or issues, they're not big. They're very well taken care of, and everyone is very respectful afterwards. There's never been like this big blowout. It seems that everyone always, hey, I'm sorry, didn't mean to do that. Yep. I'm not going to do it again. It's just a misunderstanding. Here it is. You know, maybe no, none of this. <laughs> F you, I'm leaving this channel, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, you'll find that in other, you know, bits, channels and whatnot, but who cares? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're, we, I, I present a lot of my content is very family friendly. Number one, that was very intentional because of the alcoholic content on here. Um, I don't want to be perceived as just like the drunk tech, although sometimes I get that name anyway, because there's a beer on my channel. Um, but on the Discord, you can swear, but really nothing else is allowed. There, there's no lewds. There's no, mm -hmm. there's no not safe for work content. No gore. No, you know, all all that kind of stuff. We, this isn't the place for that. This no. is a PC enthusiast community, and that's how it will stay. And uh, this isn't a frat boy hangout. This isn't anything like that. This is a place where you can come and get advice. You can come and, uh, and yeah. ask questions. Yeah, you the worst and... offense you can do is spoiler a Star Trek series for us. Oh, so help me God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'll get banned for that. But yeah. you know, as long as you put spoiler tags, you'll right. be fine. But yeah. <laughs> Jeff only hangs out in Wesley's quarters now. You're not wrong. Because <laughs> I can crap post with the best of them. It is. It is very hard. I'm just like, I don't. And I get, I'll get sucked in. I'm like, that's half my day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, I'm done. I, I, I just lost half my work. Uh, what am I doing? Well, since I lost half my day, I'll spend the rest back on there. Yep. <laughs> Race boy says I'm here for the cheap servers. Then uh, you're in the right place. <laughs> So, All right. Uh, so um, speaking of Australia. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of Australia, everyone's heard this. Well, uh, Australia, uh, Foster's Australian for beer. Well, that and every Australian I've ever met went, who the is Foster's? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, that's not actually true. Yeah. Foster's uh, actually. So if you talk to anyone in Australia and you go there, 
it's almost impossible to find Australia. Actually, to date, there are only 10 places in all of Australia you can get fosters. And think about that. Australia as a landmass is close to the United States. Uh, I mean, I know most of the cities are on the outbounds, but still, 10 places in all of that. Well, yeah. uh, Asani, the Japanese um, big behemoth, the beer guys over there, they actually bought Fosters from Anheuser-Busch, or InBev, I should say. Yes. Um, and this year, and they actually plan on bringing Fosters back to Australia because technically, yes, Fosters was back in like the 80s, mm -hmm. was over there. And, but they are going to ramp up production and uh, increase distribution by 300%. So if any of the Australian viewers that watch this show, uh, which we know there are yep. uh, a few of them, anyways, you Quite can now try Fosters for the Dozens first time. Yeah. And uh, they're trying to even market it as a very cheap, decent beer. They're going to go with a that's a a thirty pack for I think like forty bucks, yep. which is I guess very reasonable within that. I don't know what forty bucks gets you, forty two bucks. But uh, yeah, so Fosters is actually finally coming back to Australia. Yay. Yay, <laughs> I guess. I guess. I, I, you know, John, okay, have, so, have you ever had a Foster's? I, a long, long time ago. And there is a second one a friend of mine did tell me about. So now they have what's called a green can. And it is their red version. It's our amber version of, it's an amber lager. Okay. And apparently it's not half bad. I haven't had it. A friend, a friend told me about it. He's like, you know what? I that's high he, praise. <laughs> I, I kind of trust his his particular. He loves European malt flavor beers, yeah, especially English. And he's like, this reminded me as it warmed up of an English beer. Okay, so I was like, okay. I still have that was like three years ago. He told me this. Still haven't bought one. Yeah. So you know, I want to try it, but. I think the cool thing about Foster's is they always came in that really large can. Yeah, they're like always the 22 or 24 ounce cans or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or or they had the mint. I think they were the first ones to do. No, that was Heineken. Heineken did the mini kegs. Yeah. Or the micro kegs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Heineken did the micro kegs, the uh, the half gallon. Yeah. Little pony keg kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Steve wants to remind everyone that, no, it was Star Trek Discovery that spoiled Star Trek. <laughs> That's true. I will state, I will state, I got, I, I stomached through, I did it on the Discord, so if people uh -huh. want to follow, they'll, they'll know this. I stomached through season two. It took like three weeks to finish like four episodes. So it's a big stomach. I, I think I'm going to try to stomach through because I, I I watched episode one and I went, I'm out. This isn't it's, for me. It's, it's, a, it's a big pill to swallow. Right, exactly. Um. But uh, lately, I've been finding more time in the studio to turn on the TV <coughs> and and watch shows while I'm while I'm working, benchmarking, that kind of thing. Um, so I've actually been rewatching Breaking Bad because I had to oh, watch yeah. Breaking Bad over like seven years. Yeah, it was only a five year run. It took me seven years to watch it. And I didn't start watching it until after the finale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or I'd, I had watched like season one when the finale was happening, like. I was way behind. I had two kids in the time. What, what you're like, who's this Heisenberg guy? Right. 
Well, I, I understood some of the memes, um, but but I, I I didn't know anything about the story. I knew yeah. a chemistry teacher broke bad. That's all I knew. Yeah. Chemistry um, teacher sells drugs. That's it. Right. Exactly. And uh, and so it took me a long time to get through it. And, and I went, you know, I've heard this is one of the best shows that has ever been done. I want to just binge this thing over the course of like a month and uh, and get through it. And it's only been two weeks and I'm already halfway through season three. It's like I'm well on my way to, yeah. to finishing it, which is the first time I can say that about any TV show in the last decade. Uh, so I'm thinking once well, I'm done with this, I might jump on to Discovery just to get through it, just so I can say that I've watched it. So I well, that's what the and, point and, I was, and then at the end, give it an honest opinion because so the, yeah, go the ahead. point I was trying to make or to get into is that that the season three just started, season three, pretty good. Yeah, like like first episode of season three, I declared it that was the best episode of all of Discovery. And two wasn't bad, and I'm on episode three right now. Again, it's still a slow burn. It's not It's not a fantastic, but they do, yeah, they take a lot of special liberties. But because of the story, and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but it does have a lot of Voyager-esque feel mm -hmm. because it's a, now it is a starship in an area of an unknown universe, and they, have, they are, uh, just completely out of place yeah and they have no backup no help whatsoever uh do they still use the morals of the federation anymore type of a thing mm -hmm. um they're running into different alien races and different tech that they've never seen before so it has that bit of voyager but then they there's still that really bad discovery of like oh we have this tech that's really cool which never existed you know, right. and it's supposed to be prior to that could have uh, helped out in DS nine. Exactly. Yeah. Like, where was that tech? You know, I, but and that's why I wish Hollywood would get out of their own. Yeah, I am. I almost swore get out of their own way. How shall we say um, and stop doing the God blessed prequels? Yeah, progress I mean, a story forward. Have the balls to do that, please. Please. Enough of the reboots. Please <laughs> tell a new story for once in your freaking lives over the last 20 years. How many how many Spider-Man reboots until we just revolt as a society? Well, technically, because the new one, there's rumored to be join all of the reboots together. Whoa, as whoa, 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 whoa. So Epos Vox went on a rant on Twitter, <laughs> and I fully support that rant. It was one dude who posted to a blog that no one reads that said, I think it would be really cool if Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst came back and joined up with blah, 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 blah. Um, and all of a sudden he's being cited as a source, even though he said, I think it would be cool. And now you have confirmation that Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst will be yeah, joining. Yeah, no, no, but, but there has been, I forget the actor. But the name. more sites that report it, the more they cite each other. Oh, oh, Even yeah, though I there's mean, no in, there's no initial citation. That's that's just like okay. Well, we've we it's we've seen journalism one hundred and one. I know, I know. Journalism today is just like and I and I'm fired up. Facebook post and yeah. I'm fired up and and, and Vox is a journalism yeah. major. Like <laughs> I know his 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 brain. He had the aneurysm. He's, yeah, that's why we started with the aneurysm. There we go. 
But but now I did read though that it wasn't Tobey Maguire, but it was um, I forget the actor's name in Spider Man Two who played Doctor Octavius. He was spotted on the set filming. Yeah. In in what appeared to be an Octavius not, not blue tent, screen suit. But yeah, well, it was the <laughs> it was the trench coat, just right. the trench coat. Which yeah. now modern tech, they can do whatever they want off right. of that. Which was then assumed that hey there's all this other thing or and because there was also confirmed this part was confirmed that jamie fox is villain of electro is going to actually have a cameo in the movie see i'm down with that so I'm, so I, that i'm is, down with jamie fox doing anything so so that is two different spider-man villains from two different universes appearing what do you people then make you know, someone brings up a great point. Uh, how many more Batmans will there be? I want to reverse that. John, how many Batman reboots has there been in our lifetime? Oh, so many. Although, again, they're doing the same thing with Batman. Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman. Been oh, confirmed. God. Been confirmed in the new Flash movie. Michael Keaton is coming back. As At Batman. least it's not George Clooney Batman. No, no. It's, At least it's, it's not nipple Batman. Although I. <laughs> is it, that, and Val Kilmer. But yeah, uh, well, he won't fit in the bat suit anymore. No, well, I feel bad for him. <laughs> um, although I think he has a cameo in Top Gun. Yeah, um, I sure hope so. Uh, um, but um, I hope but the yeah, Iceman so, earned one. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think he just walks by. He had his his cancer kind of ruined his acting career. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, no, it's been confirmed. Michael Keaton is supposed to play because the new Flash is flat is kind of based off the Flash point paradox where he travels through time yeah. and causes something and creates a different alternative universe so people are saying it may not be michael keaton's batman it may be batman's father playing old batman mm -hmm. or it could be batman and it could be um what was that future batman beyond and he's old bruce wayne and not batman right which right. i i would actually love a batman beyond i don't know if you ever watched that tv series uh, a little bit of it. So I, I, really, I certainly didn't watch all of it. Yeah. So, um, so, but yeah, so, but yeah, I do agree that. Or no, you're, you're talking uh, Gotham. No, that was, the that was the, no, it was an old cartoon, like. Oh, like the, 90, the animated one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, where it featured an old, old 120 year old Bruce Wayne. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do agree that writers today of movies and TVs, they're just rehashing, either saying, oh, let's take that story and just make it them younger, and let's tell the origin right. story again. But somehow there's all these extra adventures that were never talked about in the original movie or series. Right. You know, that's it's horrible. I mean, they're doing that with, uh, again, another Star Trek one. They're doing what's called, uh, I think it's Star, I think it's just going to be called Enterprise, not Star Trek Enterprise, just Enterprise. And it's going to be Commander Pike and Spock, and then the introduction of Kirk, of how Kirk and Pike start their relationship. Because we totally needed to rehash that because 2009 didn't do a good enough job. No, apparently not. And somehow there's probably going to be four to seven years of that before Kirk takes over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whatever. So um, we knew it was canon that that Pike was the original captain of the Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's been canon since the 60s. But it, it's frustrating that... Why can't 
why can't we go on from Voyager? Why can't we go on from from DS9? Why can't, why can't we even go on from TNG? Right, or Insurrection, yeah. Uh, Nemesis. You, oh, you know, yeah, Nemesis, that's what I meant, yeah. Why, why can't we tell a new story that didn't happen yet instead of just in, reintroducing Kirk for, what, the fourth actor so, now? <clears throat> so I guess, though, that is kind of the blessing of the new Discovery series. Again, don't I can't I can't say anything about them saying spoilers, but that's what they do in the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I have to say a spoiler, and it's been out for a while, a couple weeks, so everyone kind of knows if you watch it. They travel forward in time, yeah, spoiler, but nine hundred years, yeah. So now it's nine hundred years into the future. So Voyager it did a, it first, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but that's what I say. It has that Voyager feel. It has that. We're, you know, out of place, out of time uh, type of a thing. And so there is new tech, which is one of the things that everyone in new, you know, opening up Star Trek, you're kind of like, oh, what's the latest thing? I mean, I got pissed when they introduced the new tricorder in Nemesis. It was like an ultra thin tricorder. I was like, that's stupid. That's not a tricorder. Um, you know, I, a lot of people got. Where are you going to fit the calibration matrix in that thing? Yeah, well, a lot of people got pissed for Jordy losing his visor, you know. Eh, I, I, I mean, I didn't, but I heard backlash of it. Right. You know, so I I see that side of it is. I do like that it wasn't a medical thing that they literally just gave him new eyes. Yeah, they gave him like robotic eyes. Right, which like, oh, that's okay. kind of what a visor was, you yeah. know. I, I mean, he, although we did get to see through his eyes in um uh, first contact when he like inspects that coil so uh was, generations was it generations yeah no he had the visor in generations he had the visor was, in it, generations yeah it was it was first contact he had the it was when he was about to oh. do when he did that outreach and yeah lieutenant reaching barkley, towards the future yeah and and lieutenant barkley comes and has that copper coil leak and the, i'm not detecting any leak yeah, yeah, that that stupid joke. <laughs> um, so we Don't see you people in the twenty fourth century ever pee, <laughs> which is that address I think in like two movies later, yeah. where like there, you see Kirk or um, uh, Picard in the bathroom, or yeah. at least he has the sink and whatever. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so that's just a, the first three episodes of Discovery. Enjoying them because they they still introduce original alien species. Yep. From from even the original series. So it's like, okay, they're not, they didn't rehash Klingons again. Uh they they reimagined Endorians, but in a, a a way that makes sense. Right. It's just a little little more rigid. Okay, that's just good makeup. Right. Um, so it's like, okay, all of this is the fine. Klingons were glittery. Oh god. And 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 had long fingernails and had to it was it, those are horrible. I was really hoping that they can now reintroduce the Klingons now. Yeah. Because it can go through the disease phase and the we don't talk about it. Yeah. You know, thing. It's like, oh, okay, bring black bring black Brad back original Klingon. Um, that would be great, or at least a much better version of it. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I, but, I you, yeah. you're gonna have to choke all, through. All two I could seasons. focus on when I watched episode one of Discovery. Was Kronos, how may I connect you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. The first two seasons of Discovery. I mean, you you would rather go to the dentist and get two root canals with no Novocaine. You know, that is more pleasurable. Um, 
I think there was like one good episode in the all of two the two of those series. Yeah. Um, and they still probably butchered a bunch of stuff, but uh, yeah, the the third season, and maybe that's just me. Is I've gone through so much bad stuff with it. It's like, oh, now it's good. Well, you re- you rewatched the first two seasons of Next Generation on the regular, so you've been through a lot of bad. <laughs> well, you know, I also watched uh, the first couple <laughs> seasons of DS9, and I was like, whoa, Ooh. whoa. Oh, them's fighting I words. will never play a board game again. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're just afraid to... to get your hands dirty. <laughs> they, they, had to re- they had to introduce next-gen characters to make people actually like this series. Oh, like Q, or Worf, or uh, <laughs> Riker. Oh, whatever. It's cool. You missed oh, O'Brien in all that? Well... Of I course mean, you did. Well, they messed up O'Brien's ranking enough. Uh, he yeah. was a petty officer, and then he he had like two he, pips. Yeah, he, he was a, a lieutenant junior grade for a while on, on Next Generation. Yeah. And then eventually he became a non-enlisted person. So he never went through Starfleet. He just got a job working yeah, as I an engineer. Yeah, I think he had like a battlefield commission. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I think, well, it's funny. I said there's like one episode where they reference him fighting the, the Cardassians. And they took that version of O'Brien, where um, the Enterprise had to go intercept, I think, like a sister ship or something like that. Right. And O'Brien served with that captain. And somehow O'Brien knew the the frequency of its shield. And apparently every 16th of a second, you can beam whatever you want through the shield. Right. (laughs) Um, But but he fought the Cardassians in there, which is then referenced a lot in DS9. Right. Um, uh, so Skull says, I forget who started this Star Trek conversation, but whoever it was, uh, took this down the rabbit hole. I think it was me. Yes, probably. <laughs> you know how we get. Yep. I, you know what though? I blame you and your stupid goose Island. I will say this is all of 14.2%. All right. Uh, there are. Um, I I haven't been this loose on camera for a little while. Now. Okay, well, hey, let's <laughs> let's least do the last two beer news. They're really quick. More than happy to. Okay, lead All the right. way. Okay, so there's. <laughs> I'm gonna do the. Um, oh God, John is leading me. <laughs> I am not gonna disable my ad blocker. It's stupid. <laughs> All right, so well, if any of you are wanting a taste of what Jeff and I drink. Uh, one of the breweries here in Oregon is now going to be distributed nationwide. Unfortunately, it is also owned by InBev. Or no, Molson Coors. It, it's Molson Coors. It's it's Hop Valley. They're in Hop Bend, Valley. right? They are in Eugene. Eugene, okay, yeah. Eugene. Sorry. I but always they, confuse them for some reason. Yeah, so they are currently uh, in 2020 just distributed in the Northwest. Oregon, yes. California, Washington, I think some in Idaho. Uh, in bed, or Miller Coors has decided that they have grown enough and believe they are popular enough to be nationwide distributed starting 21. Yeah. So if you are looking to get a little taste of the Oregon Northwest beer scene. 14.6, you're right. Sorry. I... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, someone corrected me. I had to make sure the record was oh, straight. Get that extra, extra part in there. 14.6. There we go. So uh, you might find some Hot Valley uh, beer in your local market. Personally, mm-hmm. the reason I like this is actually there's one thing. Hot Valley, I personally don't think make 
that great of beers. But there's one beer. I think one thing to claim is I believe in Oregon they have the best and cheapest for the best for the price Imperial IPA. And that's uh, which their, one is that? I think it's their. It's called Cryo Hop. Oh yes. It, it is like I think it's like. Uh, almost eight percent, like seven point eight. Yeah, and it comes in a nineteen point seven ounce can, which is a weird, thin, tall can. Right, and it's like two twenty five. Yeah, no, it's a really good beer for the price. Yeah, that, um, that's really all it is. It's, it's yeah, a good uh, beer for the price. Yeah, I was thinking Cryo Stash, which is their freeze dried hop uh, yeah, IPA. No, cryo, cryo Stash. It's Cryo Stash. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, it's cryo Stash. But uh, they. So for those who don't know, one of their main calls to fame is their Stash series, which is their various IPA iterations. Um, it's uh, a lot of different combinations of hops, a lot of different ways of hopping the beer. Um, and they're all, I will say, pretty darn good. You can actually get a Stash 12-pack, which is four different variations Very of their Stash beer. Yeah. Uh, there's Cryo Stash, there's Bubble Stash, there's... Uh, the mango and stash mango and stash yeah um and they're all pretty darn good yeah, um they're, and, and they're for, for a west coast ipa they, right yeah they're and cheap. and a 12 pack will run you like 14 15 bucks it's if not that, bad yeah, no it's not bad it is one of those like honestly i when i go to a barbecue i debate bringing either hot valley or uh ninkasi mm -hmm. and it's like okay if i'm on a budget i buy hot valley right if i'm like i got an extra like three or four bucks i buy uh ninkasi yeah and that, that's really what it is it's i'll get the same abv um and for the money hot valley is a great deal yeah and so i'm hoping with the ramp up of this they'll be able to still keep that price point nationwide yeah. so I'm, I'm hoping that and that's the only reason why i wanted to talk about it is that there are people around here that there are beers now, now that they can say they're having and we can be like, oh, that's in literally our backyard. Right. So. Yeah, um, I mean, that's that's another one that's going to be distributed nationally. I mean, you can you can talk about Deschutes, you can talk about yeah. Nkasi, you can talk about Widmer, you can talk about, you know, all of the other beers that are literally in our backyard. Yeah, that and, that and are this brewery is not that old. It was founded in 2008. Right. Right. So it's 12 years old and is now uh 10 barrel too. Yeah. Um as no, now 10 barrel, yeah. is now um nationwide distributed. Yeah. So um it just shows that Oregon breweries are are looked at and they are highly sought after. Right. And 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 for those who poo-poo the the Molson Coors and the Inbevs coming out and buying out these breweries there are some breweries it makes a lot of sense for them to sell out to InBev so they get that national distribution. I mean, you're still talking business here. Yeah. We're not talking about, oh, I started it up so I could be a craft brewer. No, I started this bitch up so I can make money. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's really what it is, yeah. Right. And and I apologize for that. But, um, you know, everyone had a conniption when 10 Barrel sold out to InBev. But at the same time, Pray for Snow is now a nationwide distributed seasonal beer. And it's freaking amazing. Yeah. And no one has any qualms about drinking good beer. And yes, InBev owns the majority of that company, but the company still remain, retains a lot of their autonomy. They just need to produce enough to distribute nationwide. 
Yeah, I mean, if you go to the tap room, they have special selections yes. that are not within the store. Um, but at the same time, too, even when they get that ramp up, the local consumer especially benefits because the price drop just shrinks. Right. You know, you used to have that $12 bomber. Now it's eight, seven dollars mm -hmm. because they've made so much of it locally. So they can uh, they don't have to pay as much to ship it far. So, yeah, um, I'm I'm well, it's actually very funny, too, is the owner. Uh, one of the owners, there's three owners and startup companies for Hot Valley. One of them um, went to college and high school with my boss and he knows him and he was when he first um, started the business, my boss was like, that'll never work. Screw that. And I told him the other day, I was like, hey, he, he's just, his company's now nationally distributed. And he kind of like ho-hummed. <laughs> um, is that? Oh, yeah. But so we got one more bit of uh, local news as well. And it's kind of tech security related. Um, so one of the largest or most, I shouldn't say large, most sought after beers and breweries in Oregon is, well. Great Notion. These guys are here, yeah, right. Great Notion. If you have a Great Notion beer, you can trade for almost anything you want. Yeah. It's 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 literally having the golden ticket. Um, if you get their, uh, their short stack beer, you can have anything you want. Anything. anything. I mean, that that is one of the most sought after stouts. Right. You, I mean, you I would, I would pick a beer and they will ship you a case of it for two short stack great notions. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's not like Goose Island, but it is like for the special IPAs and sours and jammy beers out there. You have two short stacks. You right. can get. Uh, an eight pack or a 12 pack of something, a variety right. from someone else. If I have two short stacks, I can trade for two, two goose islands. Maybe I mean like one, but yeah, maybe yeah, one, very, right. Maybe one. Yeah. But they're but, in yeah. the conversation and they, they go, okay, okay. Yeah. And, what do you and got? A lot of, and a lot of other um, great notion stuff, especially like, oh, this is only released once a year. Right. Well, Great Notion, and we talked about this a while ago too, is that Great Notion released their own app uh, for their club, and they call it, uh, I think it's like the Loggers Club, or not the Loggers Club, but uh, the Timbers Club, because mm -hmm. here in Oregon and, and Great Notion, they are huge Timbers fans. Timbers Army, fan. yep. represent. So, so they call it the Timber Beast. Yeah. And they actually released a beer called the Timber Beast. Um, and it is a, it's kind of a, the highest tier subscribers get, they only make 50 bottles of this. That's how, literally is a homebrew batch. Right. Five gallons, you right. know, essentially. And so what they did, they they promoted it out and they said, we're going to give away one box. It is a, it's like two bottles and uh, it was a giveaway, two bottles and two specialty glassware and, you know, like a velvety box and everything right. like that. Well, they went and posted it on their Instagram account. Said, did the whole, hey, tag your friends and, and you know, like this page and whatever. And, um, you know, you're entered three, four times, whatever it is. <laughs> well, great notion. That's how popular it is, is there have been phishing scams just for this beer. Yes. Where, where accounts have been made so people have can just go and say, oh, uh, yeah, link to this. The, here's another. Um, Great notion one and sign up here and like this. 
you won. Now click this button and, and you'll get an extra $100 Visa gift card if you just enter your email address and your phone number and your information mm -hmm. and click send. Yep. And so I guess they found hundreds of these. Again, this is a box of 50 beers. Uh, <laughs> that's how big of a pool Great Notion has had, uh, craft beer has. Um, even beer geeks get fished just yes. for their information. So if you do see this, if you are a beer geek or in general, don't give out your information. I, I, mean, I don't have to stress how, I mean, you're not that dumb if you're watching the show. Please don't be that dumb. I, I hope uh, you're not that dumb. Yeah, I, I, I really like to think not. I attract a fairly intelligent audience. <laughs> so, so although YouTube comments lead me to lean the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so don't give out information. If it sits there and says, sign up for this for an extra $100 Visa gift card by just giving your email address and phone number, name, and social security number, don't. Please don't. Even if it is for a great notion beer, which you could probably trade for like three to four hundred dollars. Right. So um, but that is all. Oh, and we did you want to talk? We did not hit the last item, which was on the title of the video. Yes, we need to talk about it. So so uh and that item is that cyberpunk is live as of 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, conveniently enough, just in time for me to get about 90 minutes of gameplay in before the show tonight. Uh, and I will doing I will be doing so immediately after the show and probably while on the after show. Again, if you want to join that, Patreon float plane down below. Um, so the only reviews that I watched of Cyberpunk were non-spoiler reviews. I, I wanted to get a feel for how's the performance? Is it glitchy? Is it buggy? Is it is it not worth it? it? You know, because you can give me generalities and let me know whether or not I should plop 60 bucks down. Now, seven weeks ago-ish, I went ahead and plopped 60 bucks down on Good Old Games just to support Good Old Games, which is a CD Projekt Red owned company. Um, but I always love seeing DRM free games, especially at launch dropping on, on GOG.com. Um, uh, I also bought rebel galaxy outlaw just today. Um, it was a game that we actually saw at PAX two years ago, uh, is finally available on GOG after a year of exclusivity on, uh, on Epic games. Um, I bought that because I support DRM free launches. Even if I'll never play it, I bought it. Anyway, Cyberpunk finally available. One of the most anticipated games for quite some time uh, from the Witcher developers. Um, I've played for about 90 minutes. Now, the reviews that I saw said that the first eight hours of gameplay are a pretty slow burn. They build a story, they build an environment, they build an uh, you know, a whole ecosystem that you're exploring that you have full reign to, to go do whatever you want to do. Um, what I can tell you without spoiling anything is you're literally dropped into the world and you get to live from there. Uh, mm -hmm. so you get to choose in the very intro of the game from one of three starting places. And I think you all end up in the same place after a, 
like a brief 20 or 30 minutes of gameplay kind of thing. Um, but uh, it's really funny because in the intro, uh, I, I chose the corporate gig. Uh, and and so I, w- I was a corporate yes, yes man to a, an executive. And I was his like, go do the dirty work kind of thing. And on my way up and down the hallway to meet this executive, I had other people asking me a, a dozen different questions of, uh, hey, we have Sanchez out in this this area and, and you know, he, he got security clearance, but I think they're feeding us false data. What do you think? And I said, well, what are the risks if we leave him there? And well, there's nothing life threatening there, but you know, he's got a family and he'll crack if they start pushing him. And you go, yeah, let's go ahead and pull him out of there. Well, what about Haskins? Let me deal with Haskins. I don't know who the hell Haskins is. I'm just making decisions that will probably impact my end game. But you know what? I'm already engaged. Um, So I've heard it is a very slow burn. And thus far, it's a pretty slow burn. The combat is pretty intense. Um, It is uh, uh, a lot of bullet sponge kind of things where you're an augmented human, they're augmented humans, and augmented humans tend to be bullet sponges. And so I don't discredit the game in that way, but at the same time, when I see the headshot indication pop up five times in a row, because I'm a pretty decent shot, having played a lot of Counter-Strike Source, uh, and then the guy is still at three-quarter health, I question my life choices. Um, (laughs) So there's that. Um... Yeah, so I'm playing at at, at, hard, at hard difficulty, but it, it's so far very hard. Uh, I've died like three or four times, and I'm barely through the tutorial. So <laughs> maybe just play it on regular. Mode. I I might have to drop it down to normal. Uh, we'll see. Um, anyway, Cyberpunk 2077 fully available. Uh, and as uh, Dunkel asked. Uh, is it already DRM free? And is it on good old games? It is DRM free on good old games. That's how I buy anything that is ever available from good old games because I want to support DRM free gaming. Uh, I want to prove to publishers that DRM free is still a viable money-making option. Uh, there's nothing more frustrating than, you know, always on DRM and everything that comes with that. And I'm the kind of person that puts my money where my mouth is. If you release something on good old games and it's a game that I'm interested in, even remotely don't even want to play it, but I hear it was a good game, Horizon Zero Dawn. I dropped money for Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't know that I'll play it, but I want to support Sony in releasing a game that was a PlayStation exclusive as DRM free on good old games. That's, That's who I am. And maybe it'll make a good benchmark title someday. I don't know. I haven't even opened it, but I own it. So, yes, it is available on Good Old Games. That is that is how I would purchase it. That's how CD Projekt Red sees the most money, uh, whereas Steam is taking their 20%. Uh, Epic Games is taking their 20% if it's even available on Epic. And uh, if you buy it on console, then you're obviously you know, paying 20 30% to the console manufacturers as well for licensing. If a game is available DRM-free, buy it DRM-free. That's all I can say. I would love, like, as you were saying, uh, you're interacting with these characters. I would love for someone to eventually, and I know this will never happen, but come out with uh, a Monkey Island-type mod to where it's every response you give has to be an insult Mm -hmm. to that person of like, uh, oh, I got to go take care of Jennings. Well, 
Jennings, you know, screw him. He can go screw him. Screw Jennings. Yeah, yeah screw Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, the way Lucas Arts handled insults was so clever without um, insulting or, or being profanic. Sa um, Sam and Max is a gift to God. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way they talk oh, is so great. Um, but if they. The, the fourth wall a, breaks and Sam and Max are freaking amazing. Oh, I know if if they made a serious graphic game similar to, uh, you know, um, full throttle. Yeah, full throttle. Yeah. And, and really I'm just not putting made, my lips on that. But made it look like cyberpunk, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, of, of that that epicness of like, oh, this is so much fun. <laughs> you know, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, even, even actually like. Duke Nukem, Duke Nukem 3D had little bits of humor. Like you'd go to the bathroom and, like, and you'd hear him. Go, oh, yeah, mm. that's good. You know, um, I, I, miss I don't have time to play with myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, a little bit of lines here and there. The, I mean, I don't know if they're those are now considered Easter eggs, but man, I miss that little bit of thought process in in some of the scripts of the games of modern games, but maybe it's just me not playing enough modern games. Right. Uh, I don't know. But, I, but I don't see uh, Keanu Reeves um, saying that line. Well, I mean, personally, <laughs> I, I do see him saying that line. Oh, I, I can totally him, see him saying that. I totally see him saying that line, but I don't see him saying that line. <laughs> Holding the puppy while saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't have time to play with myself. No. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> 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 like have a whole matrix game but have it be bill talking <laughs> yeah no do a whole matrix game but do him do bill and ted yeah exactly right <laughs> morpheus would you take the blue pill or the rail pill Whoa! i'll take both <laughs> what would that do <laughs> You go down and up the rabbit hole. Uh, Scratch says, not sure, but Jeff's cheeks seem more rosy than before. Uh, actually, you know what? Now, the one thing I will say, Jeff, hey, no hiccups. No hiccups. Well, I've been yeah. fighting them. Oh, okay. They're there. Uh, we're almost done. 12 more minutes. We're almost done. 12 more minutes to get through before the unencumbered hiccups start coming. Yes. Right? So, uh, uh <laughs> Skull says they have been for quite a while. 14.6 can sneak up on you. This oh, yeah. didn't sneak up on me. This hit me right out of the gate. I, I've been feeling it for 30 minutes now. <laughs> like yeah, I said, this is, this is about as loose as I've been on camera for quite some time. Remember, I started with an 8.5. It's not like we were oh, yeah, that's going right. light. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Because usually when you do that, you'll just like, oh, I'm going to sip on this one. For the whole show. Right. Usually when I do a 14.6, it's I'm going to pour 14.6 and that's it. I mean, you got So in, in retrospect, this is technically you having three beers in a, in a seven, five, uh, two, seven, fives and an eight and a half. Right. So this is the same equivalency. Yep. And usually if I do like an eight or a nine, I follow it up with a five or a six. Mm-hmm. I don't go for another eight or a nine because this is where I land. <laughs> <Demon. laughs> if you take both pills, will you need to contact a doctor after four hours? <laughs> <laughs> Only if it continues. Only to brag about it. 
Check it out. My blood pressure is still good. If it's six hours, it may result in a gaseous discharge. Oh, now that's Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, can we go back to Star Trek, please? I mean, we can if you want to. That's fine. Oh, it was uh, it was uh, Michael Dorm's birthday today. Happy birthday, Worf. Yeah, happy birthday. From all of us here at Craft Computing. Happy birthday, Worf. Um, I, real quick, back just on Cyberpunk, because um, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about this. Oh, um, <laughs> what Star Trek? There was a lot to be said about the performance requirements of Cyberpunk, that it was going to push a lot of PCs. I will say, having spent 90 minutes in the game, on a 10850K with a 2070 Super, yes, it is going to push some PCs. Uh, so I do have ray tracing enabled. I also have DLSS enabled in ultra performance mode. And there are drops into the 20s, according to my naked eye. Maybe even the teens. Especially when we get indoors and there's a lot of characters to look at. Um, so the game itself is insanely detailed. Uh, it is a beautiful experience. Uh, and if nothing more, buy it for that because, oh my gosh, it's a good looking game. But now, you, <laughs> go ahead. Go, well, well, now consoles, though, I, the only, so my only, cause I don't, I didn't buy the game right. and my card couldn't even handle at the settings you're playing at. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, which, which one, the R9 270 or the, or the Quadro K5000 that I sent you? Don't tell them what I have. <laughs> um, oh, no, no, no. You bought a 960. That's right. <laughs> I was given a 960. <laughs> um, but anyway. please continue. <laughs> but console. So the only thing I've known of this is screenshots of consoles. And that not looking so great. Mm -hmm. comparative to the gameplay trailers uh that we were promising uh, now again it got officially released today uh for pc mm -hmm. i don't know what the gameplay looks like on pc but it's good it, it, is any of that true though for consoles the 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 really um, bad i will say i haven't gotten to the graphics tweaking yet and in fact i'm investigating that for a video um, I had a video idea of, do you need a next gen graphics card to play cyberpunk? I mean, yeah. it's one of the most hyped and anticipated games in quite some time. And a lot of the, the talk behind it has been, holy crap, it's going to bring a lot of PCs to their needs. And yeah. at very, very high settings. Yes, I can confirm it does bring some PCs to their knees. I mean, 1080, 1850K, 2070 Super, teens are not acceptable in, in certain scenes. Um, ray tracing or not, I don't care. Um, but that being said, where are the compromises that I can make to make this a 60 fluid experience? Um, and so I do want to play with that a little bit before I give judgment on it. Um, but what I will say is this game is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, Half-Life le levels of beautiful. Oh. Like think of Half-Life 2 in its day, how revolutionary that game was. 
It's gorgeous. Okay. Uh, uh, you haven't played Half-Life Alex, which is the VR experience. Yeah, I but, have not. But Half-Life Alex levels are beautiful for like VR. Uh, think of Red Dead Redemption and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Levels of beautiful for gameplay. Uh, it's good. It's really, really good. So. Now, do you think you need ray tracing on this one? I haven't tried it without. I want to try it without before I give that judgment on it. Okay. Um, and hold on. The clip from my microphone broke. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, this is supposed to have that that spring release, so I can yeah. lift it. Yeah, one of the arms for it like oh, came so completely it, it, out. Yeah, so it was just like dangling there, and my <laughs> microphone was like slowly sliding down. <laughs> um, it's a very beautiful game, and it's going to push your system no matter what system you have. If you have a 3090 and you've tried playing this at tw- at uh, 1440p with ray tracing on ultra and even with the LSS, it's gonna push it it's gonna be iffy um this is a game that will probably like the first crisis and i'm not talking about the remaster and i'm not talking about crisis two or three i'm talking about the first crisis where even at launch you couldn't play the highest settings at the resolution of the day at 60 fps it wasn't possible um now, Crisis ended up having a few problems with being very single-threaded dependent and a couple other things that went along with that. But I think this is going to be a long-standing benchmark title. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Well, yeah. This will be... I'm curious of the ray tracing uh, aspect of it because mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of internal city, liquid... Um, Mm-hmm. Inside building, outside building, a lot of different uh, lighting sources. Yep. I know that about this. Um, so, I, because I I heard that this is supposed to be, you know, this will show off a lot of ray tracing. Maybe not to uh, the extent of demos do, but still, like, oh, you're supposed to see a notable uh, difference. I will with, say on, on and off. The uh, I haven't tried it with the off yet, so take this with a grain of salt. I will say the reflections and the ambient lighting are incredible. Okay. Just absolutely jaw-droppingly beautiful. Um and it's not something I really expected. Like I expected to be like immersed in the environment. Um like a lot of games like Skyrim immerses you in the environment. Borderlands yeah. immerses you in the environment. I didn't quite expect that level of immersion and it's totally there and a lot of it has to do with the lighting. No, okay, okay. I have to ask then because those games are very big open world, right? And you're doing a lot of stuff outdoors. Do you still feel that way indoors? Yes. Okay, so that's yes. that's a plus. Most of the environments that have that I've been in thus far, there's the hiccups. Uh, has been indoors. Um, it's been giant towers with mirrored and tile floors. Um, it's been sitting in a in a uh a luxury cruiser sipping wine while while surfing over the city uh it's it's been things like that where the internal is gorgeous the external i feel the textures might be lacking a little in some points especially mm-hmm. like advertisements that are up um like part, yeah the, there there are products they sell in the game that you can see advertisements for on, on billboards and whatnot i think the textures could use a boost there i really do 
Uh, but that's about it. Like skin textures, human textures, you to me textures. Gorgeous. Really? Mm, yeah. Interesting. I'd love to see that. Well, I am looking forward to seeing uh, additional things on this, this game. We've waited long enough. That's for sure. <laughs> on this game. What was it yep. supposed to release early this year? Like March, April? Uh, it was year? supposed to be a last Thanksgiving? Yeah, or yeah. I mean, it, uh, it was a long time ago. So this is what, the third pushback? Uh, they had three push pushbacks overall, I think, because yeah, it was supposed to be March, then it was supposed to be September, and then it was finally December. Yeah, and then they pushed it back like, oh, four more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Five more weeks. Yeah. I, I honestly really wanted to see a tweet by them with like 10 minutes to go. This is, I'm so sorry, but I have to push it back another week. Uh, like, it's <laughs> I so wanted that. It's going to be 24 hours just to like piss everyone right. off. I so wanted that tweet. And if they were aware of themselves, oh, it would have gone. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> you mother. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do think Cyberpunk will be playable by a lot of different cards. Um, okay. I think I've already drawn my conclusion because remember, I'm playing ultra textures, ray tracing on, and I'm complaining about dips into the teens. I think it's going to be doable on like 1050 TIs. Like, don't get me wrong in my assessment here. So, um, yeah, so, you, so with that, you think consoles will probably be able to look fine, playable fine, lower end PCs, maybe not the budget, but maybe the one step above a budget. In in the same way, Mass Effect looks great on, on a PC and on a console. It definitely looks better on a PC. Yeah. Like, it, it's going to be that level kind of thing. And, okay. and at its core, Cyberpunk is definitely an RPG first and a shooter second. Like, don't expect Call of Duty. Expect... Um, gosh, what's a good parallel with this? Or wouldn't it be more like Grand Theft and Call of Duty put together? Mm, I, I hesitate to go Grand Theft. Um, although Grand Theft is gorgeous and Red Dead Redemption is, are gorgeous. That, I mean, that's how I, that, they're that beautiful was the feeling games. I got out of it. It was um, like Grand Theft and Call of Duty put together. I mean, you could go that way. I, I, I don't see any fault in that. Um, I don't know that I would call it that. I would call it... I don't know what I would call it at this point. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Okay. It's its own thing. Yep. So this might be the literally new benchmark. I think it might be. So I need to spend a lot more time in it first. That's what I know. Well, again, that's, an, that's another uh, uh, um, float plane video. Mm -hmm. You could literally live stream yourself playing it and giving live critiques. Mm -hmm. So... If you want to see live critiques, that's probably what I'm going to be doing in the after show tonight on Discord. <laughs> uh, spoilers or no spoilers, I'm freaking playing that game. Uh, Just so, like, don't talk to me right now. Don't talk right. to me right now. Uh, I, I actually considered like, welcome to Talking Heads. I'm playing Cyberpunk. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> well, you, you did that that one time with Rhett. And I think it was like uh, <laughs> last year. And I you're did. like, hey, guys, welcome to Talking Heads. We're watching the Blazers playoff game. Shut up. Yep. I'll be with you in 30 minutes. But for right now, I'm occupied. <laughs> yeah, no, I... That was a little over a year ago, wasn't it? 
Yeah, well, that, no, that was two seasons ago. Yeah, it was the old house still. It was the old house still. Yep. And then and then you, you know, it's funny, you've been in your house a year. A year, actually, a year as of the 7th. So two days ago, yeah. I had reminders on my photos uh, app that you and I were building my desk. I ha I got a reminder from uh, of the video I posted of the um firestone walker oh yeah uh, uh manhattan yeah the old and manhattan that, the, that was like a day or two before you moved yep exactly and because i remember like oh jeff moved right after that. and then like my next day memories were like oh i'm at jeff's house <laughs> right no i i i started getting uh late last week notifications of uh like here's memories you might remember and it was like my house being painted like a week yeah. before we moved, we moved in. And it's like, oh, right, that was this week. And we closed, I think, on... We didn't close until the 10th, but I had keys on the 7th. Yeah. And uh, so we paid a couple of days rent so we can get in early and start building things because it's like, I need to get a studio space back up and running. And behind me is what I built yeah. uh, for the studio space. And uh, so I had a couple of videos for that. But it was like I hit the ground running with like this was the first room put together. Oh, I, I remember <laughs> we shot we shot uh, commercial and then that didn't work and then so you had to have Rhett do it. Right. And you had to, like we, we, we I forgot about that. Twice. <laughs> the audio and lighting were like completely off. They were horrible. Yeah. And, and then you're like, hey, Raptor is paying for this. I can't send <laughs> you out with like skipping every other word. <laughs> so then Rhett had to come in and like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. It was like before talking heads because I show up late. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's been interesting. Oh man. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost uh, a year in your new place. And really it's been a year this week. Right. Feels like, like, three, four months ago. Right. No, we we moved in on the 13th yeah. is when we officially moved in and spent the night. Um, so I remember that day. I remember moving. I remember, uh, I remember putting up your your stupid. You sell those lamps, uh, which. Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, and th OK, they're beautiful. I love they're, those lamps. I, they, they were so flimsy. They were such a pain in the ass. But man, they do they were. look good. OK. <laughs> <laughs> they were such a pain in the butt. <laughs> yep. Uh, so for those wondering, that's how much Bourbon County stat I have left. Ah, uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah. well, it is 10.04, Jeff. Mm -hmm. We can, we can call it um, if you want, or we can take five minutes, whatever. I could do a five minute. I could do five minutes. Uh, so, so first off, uh, Ren says, first time watching you live. It is seven in the morning here in Switzerland. Hello. Hello. Thank you for watching. Greetings. Welcome to Talking Heads. <laughs> You're once with your life show for everything beer related and tech news. You still can't get that right. I know what I don't say. That was the first time I've ever said it. You've been on 75 shows. I don't say it. <laughs> I can sit there and, Hey guys, welcome to hell. Hey guys, I'm John. Welcome to Hops and Brews. Right. I say that, no problem. I never say yours line. I can sit there and tell you when you do it wrong. Welcome to Talking Heads, your once week live show, the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. He's John. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or on replay on Anchor FM or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If this is your first time watching the show, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually Star Trek. 
How far do you want me to go with that? <laughs> I don't say it. I say, hey guys, welcome to Hops and Brews. Today we're going to be trying Great Notions Frosty. It that was good. Like see you in the next video. Yeah. <laughs> and see you guys. Hey guys, thanks for liking this it video. It was Pickle. Remember, I hated it. See you in the next video. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for liking this video. Remember to hit like and subscribe. Follow me on all my Instagram and social media stuff. The links will be at the very bottom of the description. While you're down there, go ahead and make sure to leave a comment or two. Tell me what was your favorite Great Notion beer. Did you like this one? Have you tried that one? I don't know. Jeff doesn't even have any of them. Ooh. Just, <laughs> I, know you, Ooh. I know you have some of them. I do have some of them. <laughs> yeah. But see, yeah, I can do I can do that spiel because I said it so many times. Follow me on Twitter at, at Craft Computing and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing to keep up my daily shenanigans. And if you like what you see on this channel and want to help support me in what I do, consider joining the Floatplane or Discord, Floatplane or Patreon. God dang it! Floatplane is a new one that's screwing you up. It is. I had to add it in, and now yeah. it's like it, it, it doesn't flow as well. It doesn't. On the Patreon or float plane, because I yeah, have to. That, that might work. I have to give it a pause. Yeah. Yeah. Links are down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll you'll get exclusive access to my Discord server, where we can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and take part in the ever-growing community over there. That's not a bad place to end it. You know, I don't think that's a bad place to end it. John loves dog beer. Nope. 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 Are you sure? Although, although. There's one more coming. <laughs> Is this a YouTube off? It it just became one. Hey, John, how many subs do you have? Shut up. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching episode 161 of Talking Heads. I'm Jeff. He's John. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing. Follow him at Haps and, at Hops and Brews. Uh, not, Haps and Brews? Not Haps and Brews. Hops and Brews is where you'll actually find him. Uh, if you like the beer content on the show, he does a lot of things over there with that. Uh, and usually he has me as a guest host and it gets even better. Yes, I, I try to. This year has been a little lackluster, but we had lots of things planned and they are still in the works. Yes, I still have that uh, that whiskey sour beer. And I'm still. Oh, oh, oh. Over uh, a year uh, later. It's been uh, aged now. It's been aged now. Um, um, Heathen. Heathen now has a whiskey sour as well. Ooh. Uh, it is, it is, uh, although it is a um, barrel-aged cherry whiskey sour. I'm on board. So um, they just- uh, You had mine, me at whiskey. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, shot their commercial for it, so that's how I know they have it. Nice. So. Anyway, thank you so much for watching this one. I think we gave all of our outros already, but make yep. sure to like this video and subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to Hops and Brews if you haven't done so already, uh, especially if you like the beer content we have on this channel. Join us every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time right here on YouTube for the latest in beer and tech news. This has been Talking Heads Craft Computing. Thank you so much for watching. And as always, we will see you next week. See you guys. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>